Hello, I'm Emma Rice, the Artistic Director of Wise Children, and you're listening to Wise Children's Lockdown. Our lockdown project is about us finding ways of staying close to each other. On this show, I call up an old friend, play some records, and most importantly, get to chat and reminisce. Come and join us for Tea and Biscuits. Hello and welcome to Wise Children's Lockdown Tea and Biscuits. Today I'm talking to the wonderful, the brilliant John Fumajana. Welcome, John. Hey, Emma. It's so lovely to be here. Oh, it's really good to see you. So, first of all, most important question, what is your virtual or real choice of biscuit today? Listen, it it will always have to be digestives. <laughs> Digestives, they go a long way. <laughs> it's a strong choice. Today, my virtual biscuit of choice is going to be those little ones you get free sometimes in a little cellophane wrapper called Lotus Biscuits. And they're <laughs> so sweet and so delicious. Caramel, that's my biscuit of choice today. <laughs> I know you You always tend to think, oh, what are these? And then you start nibbling at them and you're like, actually, I, I could take some home. Yeah. And then <laughs> It's like crack cocaine of the biscuit world. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's your lockdown going? Paint me a picture. Tell me where you are. Well, uh, the picture is um, like a good population of the people. I sort of have been on lockdown my whole life. Mm. <laughs> well, not in not in a very sad way, but in a in a in a sort of I've always found my own personal space and my own sort of isolation as one of the big motivators or the big inspirations for myself, really. Does that mean, so are you saying you're kind of used to it, that it's not an alien state to you? It's not, it's, it, what's been more exciting is watching how other people sort of react to it. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me more about that. Why are you saying you've been like it your whole life? Do you mean your personality or your circumstances? Well, no, it's, it's it's personality. I think I think that's what it is. Because in as much as I I really love um, going out, seeing friends, having a, a drink, a coffee, or whatever it is, there's always this. Okay, I know I know I'm going to do this, but my reward is going back to my room <laughs> 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 and being able to think or being able to to watch something or even just being able to then write some music or whatever it is it's just it's that occupation or personal occupation and and where are you um geographically in the world at the moment geographically i'm in the northern hemisphere uh on an island <laughs> or <laughs> the united kingdom um in a city called london in the northeast of that city um in walthamstow Oh, I lived in Walthamstow when I was a student. I got mugged in Walthamstow. Did you? Well, yeah. well you can't <laughs> you can't send that experience to the whole world because that was some time ago and it's not now. What, what are you saying, John? What are you saying? That I wasn't... What I, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Was. What day is... I this is... It was 1985, I think, or something. 
ghastly like that. So yeah, that was a long time ago and forgive me, Walthamstow. <laughs> you see, I wasn't even born yet, so I couldn't even... Def- oh, you crushed me. You crushed me with your words. <laughs> right, um, get us started. Tell us about your first choice of music and why you've chosen it. The first choice is Refuge. It's a song called Refuge. Uh, this is a song I... I composed and then collaborated with Mohammed Sarar. Mohammed Sarar is a very good and close friend of mine. He's Sudanese um, and he lives in, in London now. Um, we, we met on an R&D, a second R&D for a show called The Jungle, mm. uh, written by Joe Robertson and Joe Murphy, um, which we've both worked on. and. Oh, since that first R&D, we said, we need to work together. We need to put some bira, Zimbabwean bira and some um, vocals together and just sing together. And so Good Chance Theatre um, really kindly produced this um, album we did, um, which were recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Wow. It was mixed by, yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was really great. It was it was a great, it was a great collaboration that we sort of, it, it had to do with our stories. And Refuge talks about the lyrics in Shauna that talk about how, you know, we, a lot of us leave home um, without saying and we leave because we have to. And it's a, it's a story that a lot of people will recognize. Um, and, and the hope of reaching to that place that good utopia (laughs) so to speak Come on. 
Absolutely stunning, John. <laughs> Thank it's absolutely you. stunning. I love it. When did you record it? So we recorded this actually um, this week in 2018. Wow. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. What language is that that I'm listening to? So you, um, so I sing the the verse and and the the introduction stuff, which is in Shona which is a Zimbabwean language, uh, Bantu Zimbabwean language. And then um, Muhammad Sarar sings some Sudanese Arabic, which just sort of transcends the song, you know, further. <laughs> that makes me think, because we, we had a conversation. So for those of you listening, um, John is going to be my Heathcliff. So we're talking quite a lot at the moment about Heathcliff and um, how we're going to develop this character. And there's, there's, an, there's a, a tiny sentence in Emily Bronte's book where she says that when he's found at Liverpool docks, he speaks in a foreign tongue and nobody understands what he's saying. So we were talking about you writing something in a different language. And tell me how many languages you speak. Ah, so <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be a simple question. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, English, Shona, some some Devele, some a little bit of Zulu, and a little bit of Sutu, and um, yeah, it's. <laughs> so it was like this. Well, which language would you like? You know, it could be this, it could be that, and I was like, I had no idea, absolutely no idea. And the other thing, I don't know if you remember, you said this to me, but you said, oh. Um, I'll have to work on, you know, translating something because English is so basic that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to translate it into a much more sort of elaborate oh, and detailed language. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's, um, I, I know everyone, whoever's listening and on the surface, it, the surface, it might sound really, um, like an attack but no it's not like if you speak to anyone and I and this is experienced through um, um, uh, Mohammed Sarar who you know who speaks Arabic and um, another collaborator on the album who's Amar Haj Ahmad who's also who's Syrian and speaks um, Arabic know that it's so difficult to translate things into English because there's a depth in in our ancient languages that um, the English language cannot account for. Not necessarily that English is basic, but it's like Shona, for instance. Shona is a descriptive language, so anyone's name, um, which is a Shona name, like my one of my sister's names is Tendai. It means be thankful or, or thank. Um, and horizon, the word for horizon is not a word. Um, in my language, it's a description. It, it basically says it's kuma bazuva, that's horizon. That's the direction in which the sun comes from or rises from. So we we don't have words that are 
standalone words which are dis- which have to dis- be described but they are in themselves descriptions so the whole language is descriptive <laughs> how fantastic but it made me laugh so much because we're so you know we're so arrogant aren't we in english in england and you know we talk about shakespeare being the greatest poet and i loved you saying well i'm going to have to work at finding the depth in this <laughs> i mean well I love it. yeah i mean to be to be frank english is 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 an amalgamation of five or more different languages anyway so it's <laughs> <laughs> fair point well given that i've mentioned shakespeare let's talk about the time we met now we yes. actually met in quite difficult circumstances because yes. you had been cursed in a show at the globe which was going to be directed by paul hunter dear yes. friend of mine and i'd talked to him about you and i was very excited that you were going to come and work and for various reasons that we shan't go into that show did not happen you did not no. play that part paul did not direct it and i didn't no. produce it and no. i can remember feeling so bad about it that i thought well i'm gonna have to um, make amends and I'm going to have to give this guy a job and in truth John I, I was going to give you a job whoever walked through the door because you I owed it to you as the artistic director of the Globe what I didn't expect was for you to walk through the door with your sort of shining gentle intense charisma and the musicality that blew my mind and knocked my socks off. You sang and you had your umbira with you and I could not believe my luck. And at the moment you walked in, you were my Sebastian. (laughs) No one else could ever be my Sebastian. Oh, bless you. And and the story unfolded from that moment. Um, So what a blessing that was. As I say, I, I, I I went in with a whole different set of expectations and I came out with you. And what a huge sort of um, richness you've brought to my life. But talk to Um, me a bit about that. Talk to me about the globe and... Oh, no. um, Oh, no. uh, Thank you so much for saying that. That's really kind. But I I sort of came in um, and I... It was lovely because we got to talk and I... For, for, for a few minutes, I forgot I was auditioning because it was really great, you know, having this conversation with you, which um, is not something a lot of actors really find um, in audition rooms, I have to say. And, and obviously, I'm, I'm sort of 100% Zimbabwean. This, I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up... Um, wholly in the United Kingdom. I didn't um I didn't lose my heritage while I was in the UK because I, I grew up no, I at that time I had only been in the UK since the end of 2014. So it, it wasn't even that long and all I had was my Mbira and you know my Zimbabwean sound and um, and you know even to this day a lot of people will disagree with with how I sounded or how I sound, but I think it was it was one of the pivotal moments for me, which allowed me as a Zimbabwean who plays Mbira to to delve into this <laughs> into this world of of Shakespeare, which is not Zimbabwean, and and sort of share myself through that. And you you allowed that to happen, you know, with the cast. The cast was amazing because we had so much fun and it really was, you know, you called it the summer of love. And that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was so much fun. It was 
I didn't feel like I needed to live up to anything. And and I think that's what's important, Emma, is for me, a lot of British people will be like, oh, well, uh, you know, they'll come with their scripts in hand and they'll they'll mime along your, your speeches. But for me, it was, I felt like for the f- I'm doing this for the first time and this play's being done for the first time. And I think that's what it is. It needs to be given to the actors or the performers at that particular time and not be weighed in with history in the way that it is now, if you understand what I mean. I understand completely. And we were really present. And in fact, the, the whole two years, we, we were really present. But, but it's interesting you talking about the it being a second or third or fourth language for you, because I find the way that you speak Shakespeare so clear and and bright and I think there's something because Shakespeare's a second language as well I, I struggle to understand Shakespeare yeah. but you I always thought how extraordinary that somebody who's coming from a different cultural angle brought such clarity and precision to the work I found it absolutely beautiful absolutely oh, but, beautiful well that's kind of you to say but to be honest um, I mean without taking too much time but um, actually it's if you f- if anyone goes and um, YouTube's um, Zimbabweans, um, you know, like the from eight, 1980s and before independence, what you'll find is that all of the English has got so much clarity and not because it's, um, they, not because of great English, but because actually that's, it comes from our language. So if I was to speak one of, one of our um, accents, then everything would just be very accented. And because we, we've learnt this language, when the colonizers came to our country, we learnt everything and we, the emphasis was on everything. And that's how, just how we spoke the language. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it, it really lends itself to verse, really lends itself. Let's have some memories. You're, I'm going to play the, the main theme from Twelfth Night. You're going to hear Carly Borden and Mark Antolin singing. And then towards the end of the track, you're going to hear John Fumajena voicing the grief that is at the heart of this amazing play. Was lost is now so far. 
can't listen to it without feeling the emotion sort of wave over me. I'm so proud. Um, composed by Ian Ross and you had the company of Twelfth Night as well. Amazing. Yes, Fluff. I have to, oh, I have to say to Fluff, Fluff just, oh, the music is sublime. Absolutely. And, you know, if Fluff listens to this, it, it, it really has to be said. It's some of just the most... blown the biggest secret. You know, he tries to not let people know that's his nickname. I'm so, well, I'm sorry. That's it. It's done. It's done. It's Ian over. Ross, you have been outed. <laughs> <laughs> it was so amazing. And um, yeah, and uh, you see, the beautiful thing about Twelfth Night was that um, it's it, it gave a nod to what Zimbabwean traditional music is in that the music has... Each music piece has its specific rhythm and each rhythm has its specific dance. So everything is intertwined. Nothing exists without the other, you know, and, and you know, so Fluff and Etta Murphet, you know, really absolutely brought this vision to, to what you, Emma Rice, had and that made the, the string of love just happen on that stage. The string of love. I love that. Um, talking about music, I realise that we've both mentioned, I've pronounced it wrong, but the mbira, which is your Zimbabwean instrument you play. But describe yes. to people what that is and what it means to you. Um, for for everyone, it, it may be recognised as a thumb piano um, or kalimba. And that's metal tines that you pluck with your fingers. And... For Zimbabweans, um, it's an instrument. It's an instrument that's um, been around for over a thousand years, and it is believed to have been uh, given as a vision to one of our ancestors to create um, from the trees and from you know iron ore. And the music is favoured by the ancestors, and we have a lot of customs and rituals which allow the mbira playing to evoke the spirits of the ancestors through a spirit medium and that's usually to come and advise um, families when called upon and to give guidance um, but yeah mbira, mbira music is so transcendent um, for me uh, on, a, on a much deeper level than the, the normal person may appreciate music. What's your next choice and why? <laughs> what What is my next choice? My next choice is... Um, did I write Chiwoniso? Yes, you did. I did, I did. Chiwoniso, um, Wandirasa. Now, uh, this is from her first album. She only ever had two albums and she's my mentor and she's late. Mm. And the last um, the uh, last concert we had together was some a concept I created called Chi Nai Fumogena, and Chi um, it's a really good pun because her name is Chiwoneso and mine is Fumogena, and Chi Nai Fumogena would mean in my language, what is it, Fumogena, <laughs> or what is it, John? Um, but also Chi is her name. So Chi is, what is it? But Chi is also her name. And 
so she was my mentor and this song Wandirasa it's also got English lyrics she changed the scope of contemporary mbira um and also because traditionally women in Zimbabwe were not allowed to play the mbira it was only for men yeah so she was one of the you know one of the women along with you know Stella Chiweshe which is who's Zimbabwean and a, you know a legend in her own right um so i i admire her she taught me so much um but this is a really cheerful song and a love song and this is of um you love it <laughs> <laughs> I love you. 
I do love it. <laughs> Sound of sunshine. It's beautiful. It's so lovely. She was so lovely. Um, yeah, bless her. Bless her soul. So right at the beginning of lockdown, you sent me a text and people are sending all sorts of things at the moment and, you know, that I'm I uh, helpful or not. And you sent me a little memory. I don't know how you had it, but it was a yeah. little video from Twelfth Night which was the in the second half, which is when Sebastian gets together with Olivia um, yeah. and the song True Love. And I, I just, it, I'd completely lost it in time. You know, I hadn't thought about it for so long and it was the most beautiful gift anybody sent me. I, <laughs> I, I texted you straight back going, where did you get this? This is just amazing. And it reminded me of the, the amazing romance of that production. I, I think we really touched on on grief because I feel that that's what runs through the veins of Twelfth Night but yeah. also romance there's hope and there's surprise and there's happenstance and there was this song at the end and you bringing it home as well bringing home the audience at the Globe to the, the in, to hope it um, oh I, I really have again uh, you know True Love um, composed by Fluff <laughs> Ian, Roy, Ian Ross and um, and we worked a bit on it as well with uh, you know Etta but it was I loved playing playing you know along alongside my co-star and you know she Annette McLaughlin yes she's incredible because uh you know, as a newcomer to Shakespeare, I I was also just, you know, walking and treading, you know, on thin ice and sort of seeking guidance. And, you know, she was everything I needed and more and everything I didn't know I needed. Um, <clears throat> and so it, it partly in, in that it was also just an appreciation for her that, um, that was exuding on stage. But... You're so right. There was a, a love and grief that uh, that was on about the show that you can, you know, if you watch it, 
um, I mean, whoever's listening, you can find the the full production on the Globe Player, and this is for Twelfth Night um, Emma Rice, uh, 2017, <laughs> and you see, there's so much love and grief, but love and celebration, and every character is sort of seeking that sort of comfort of love and joy, and I I think we. We did it. <laughs> we did do it. Um, we're going to play it. And this was sort of the moment where we unashamedly landed. Sort of, it was like a blockbuster moment when you took Olivia and kissed her and you, and brought the house down with the sheer belief that there might be a happy ending. laughing as we listen to it because you can hear the audience can't you they're so with yeah. it it's like scoring a goal when you kiss her at the end it's yeah, it, literally like scoring a goal it's it's oh my gosh i think it was just if that was a that was translated into sport that would be a an Eng, an england football moment it, it would go down as one of those um yeah because everyone loves that don't they they love a good love story and it's not wrong it's not wrong we're not we're not programmed to but we're we're created sort of to be loving uh human beings etc we i are, think we are we're simple creatures really aren't we we just yeah. want everything to be lovely to be in love and for there to be yeah for it <laughs> for it all to work out yeah. Um, please, please let it all work out. It will. Um, thank you, John, for having tea and biscuits with me. And can I take this opportunity to say what a pleasure it is to have you in my life. I cannot oh. wait to make Wuthering Heights with you. You are Heathcliff. You're my Heathcliff. And we're going to have such an adventure when we're when the key is turned and we're let out of lockdown. And I just want oh. to thank you for your intensity, your joy, your energy, your musicality and your vibrant spirit of endurance. Oh no, thank you so much, Emma. You are a breath of fresh air without any doubt. And it's always lovely to get back into your vicinity of um, work and beautiful, you know, care and 
and all. It's, it's lovely. Thank you so much. Play us out with your final choice. What is it and why have you chosen it? It's Shosholoza, which anyone in the world should recognize. If you don't, this is your first time and enjoy it. Um, it's, um, it's the basic, basic um, structure of, of music in Southern Africa, which is call and response. And it comes from um, the work ethic, the work ethic out in the fields or whatever it is. Uh, we use music as a time passer. And this is Shosholoza. It, it's, it's South Africa, Southern Africa, Zimbabwe. It's everything and more. connection you'd like to share on tea and biscuits leave us a message on our phone line 
0117 318 3846. That's 0117 318 3846. Keep checking our social media for details of our next show. Tea and Biscuits is part of Wise Children's Lockdown. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye.